Hello and welcome to Kicking Balls, the podcast where two 20-something Americans give out a whole lot of opinions on soccer as if they're fact. Hello everyone, we're back, finally. It's been a hot second, I feel like. A week or two weeks. Little impromptu hiatus because I wasn't feeling well last week. And Uh, life got in the way. I feel like life got in the way for me. I was just like, ah. It's fine. It's fine. It's just kind of how it is, honestly. Um, Here, we're ready. We're going to talk about the Premier League like we normally do. Um, We're like really only going to talk about the most recent game week. Only because we kind of forgot about what happened the week before. But we're going to talk about a few games because I want to talk about Arsenal. And you can talk about City if you want to. Well, and then it's worth noting that City has played three Premier League games because they made up their game in hand. Yeah, they made up. Yeah, so now everyone is on even standing, right? That's good. City, to... City has made up their game in hand, has played their game yeah. in hand. So... so that's good to just know when we're talking about the table that everyone is on. Yes um scores um okay cool so that means that we start what i mean do you want to mention city's 1-0 win over brentford or are you fine with saying it was a 1-0 win over brentford and moving on it was a 1-0 win over brentford i don't even really remember anything about this game other than i don't i'm actually thinking back not sure i watched it i mean it was a tuesday afternoon so i wouldn't put it past you it might have been busy at work i don't remember we're adults (laughs) <laughs> Early Holland scored. <laughs> there you go. I um also didn't watch the Wednesday game, which was Liverpool versus Luton, which Liverpool won four one. So, what that was technically the start of the most recent game week that Wednesday. Yeah, Liverpool. which confused the shit out of me. But that was because, oh, that was because of the Carabao Cup. Yes, which right. was I actually watched some of that game. Okay, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Sorry, confusion on all levels. Um, let's start. With Aston Villa and Nottingham Forest, Aston Villa wins 4-2. I didn't actually watch this game, but there were a lot of goals. Any thoughts? I caught I caught um the end of it, but uh, well, I turned it on towards the end of it, but all of the goals had already been scored. So, well, okay then. Brighton, Brighton to Everton. Um, speaking of Everton, Everton's 10 point ban has been revised to a six point ban, I guess. I don't know. I got confused. I didn't fully read the article that I was reading. What I was yeah, neither that. did I. I or ban, ban is not the right word. Deduction, deduction, their points, they, they, were, they took away four point or six points, or they took away 10 points. They've they now four they only take away six, so they gave four of them back. I don't really understand how any of this works, nor do, honestly, I really care that much, but it's I relevant. Mean, look, all I'm saying is that no. Everton is beating our predictions for almost having to get relegated again. So that is significant in some fashion. Yes. So <laughs> we'll, we'll leave it at that. But they uh, they get a point from uh, a, bri- a, a 10-man Brighton Although they weren't ten men for all that long, um, bright ten men Brighton did, however, score in extra time to make it a tie, um, as opposed to losing. Yeah, nothing happened. Yeah, weird. And Everton scored before they had ten men, so so the ten men thing is kind of irrelevant. 
yeah not really that interesting okay moving on we're in a weird mood today i think it's fine whatever <laughs> um next up crystal palace beats burnley 3-0 good win for crystal palace they honestly needed it burnley was in fact actually playing this is where they had a red card in the 35th minute so uh, yeah. that did impact um this game and crystal palace scored three goals in like 10 minutes uh, at the end of the second noting the so. first of the crystal palace goals was scored by american central defender chris richards Woo-woo. Oh, actually, another actually backtracking all the way to the Nottingham Forest game. I think it's important to note that even I forgot that Gio Reyna is now on their team and he has barely played at all. So just the factor. Yeah, that's a bit of a weird one for me, just because I don't understand why they would bring him in on loan and then not play him. Yeah, me too. I don't understand. I'm a little I'm a little confused about that. I have some questions about that, particularly because it's not like Nottingham Forest, like couldn't use help so I don't know why they brought him in if they weren't gonna play him that's just weird to me but like if he was gonna ride the bench somewhere wouldn't you have rad- rather have ridden it in at Dortmund Geo but I I don't okay, know so he came in in the 81st minute in this game against Aston Villa so right. like it's like barely- what he was doing at Dortmund yeah so I don't really understand um we'll see how that develops over the course of the spring maybe he's still settling in I don't really know it's kind of strange though but anyway sorry the Chris Richards good 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 on Chris Richards but that made me think of Gio Reyna yes um Um, speaking of Americans not that they were (laughs) doing anything particularly but there's just two of them that play for Fulham um and yeah Manchester United two to one little bit of an um, exciting end. This for was a this. fun game. I watched um, this game and it was given entertaining. Given that Fulham had gone up in the 60th, 65th minute um, and then uh, Harry Maguire, because of course it was Harry Maguire. Yeah, it feels like it's um, just like it's like very poetic for it to be Harry Maguire. Scores an equalizer in the 89th minute only for Alex Wobie, um, assisted by Adama Traore to ruin the party at Old Trafford at 90 plus seven. Um, with the game-winning goal for Fulham. I I had a little uh, giggle. I, that okay. I was giggling. This game was actually quite entertaining. I always like Fulham's play, and though they sometimes, you know, aren't top form. But again, I feel like we have this conversation, like, every week. And if we record every other week, then we, like, clearly miss the games Man United wins where everyone's, like, raving about them. But then they look like this, and I'm like, they're not yeah. like they're not fixed, everyone. So like, silly. It's they're just just not, so we're silly. not there. <laughs> Here's you want to know something really funny about this game. I don't know if you would know are gonna know this, Rachel, because um you're not on social media the way that I am on social I, media. I definitely won't know. But so I guess during I'm not sure exactly when during this game is, but there is there's a TikTok posted by Fulham. You could go find it. Oh, please. Um uh, basically, Bruno Fernandez had pulled the classic Bruno Fernandez bit where he faked an injury and rolled around on the ground. But it's a really funny clip of him like rolling around, looking up and like checking to see what's happening, rolling That's around a little stuff. bit more, and then pop and then eventually popping up and like asking for the ball like right away. It's it's comical. It's a comical, comical, comical video. It is more comical that Fulham posted this tiktok of this amazing it was so funny and eric ten hog like commented about it was like 
it's so like mean that they did that. Like they should apologize. And I'm like, Eric, Ted Hogg, you have larger things to be worrying about than full of trolling you. Like the fact that your captain is behaving like that is a bigger issue than the fact that the fact that he's your captain. That like it was so funny. It was so 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 funny. Um, I I strongly recommend anybody listening go and finding the video it's comical it's a good one i'm trying to find it currently uh so whoopsie if you can't find it i'll send it to you later but um i can't find it so let's just move on um city played bournemouth um one one nothing uh with phil foden scoring the winner um i mean foden's had a, a an excellent run of games um sort of all around De Bruyne did not start this match he came in sort of right at the end he kind of I believe he had sat against Brentford um no he didn't he kind of he kind of uh lingered in and around uh, sort of, he sat. I think it, I think it is Brentford. I think he sat against Brentford, um, out of precaution. They were saying, um, you know, so everybody was kind of like, "Oh, is he hurt? Is he fine? Is he uh, what's happening?" He came off the bench, um, against Bournemouth, but uh, it was it was the Phil Foden show, really. Um, yeah, yeah. one nothing. I would ask you though. I know that. I feel like now it's not really a thing after they scored so many goals in the FA Cup, but are you concerned that they're winning games 1-0? You don't really... I haven't watched any um, of the games fully, I'd so... Be, I would be more... Here's the thing. No and yes. Sure. Yeah. I am... We've kept a handful of clean sheets recently, which we've struggled to do so. Yeah. So keeping clean sheets this game like Brentford like Brentford won nothing Bournemouth won nothing I'm not super concerned with those um because Brentford and Bournemouth and a lot of those types of teams play such low oh, block yeah, against absolutely. Yeah. I mean it's 11 men inside the box like, oh I know I know and, yeah. I experienced the same they, thing <laughs> they, yeah so you know how it is and so sometimes it just it doesn't like Holland you know, which sounds silly after the FA Cup performance, which we'll get to it. But Holland yeah. was just like not like he was just missing chances, which yeah. like it's not. I would have been more concerned if the chances weren't being created at all. Um, sure. OK, that's valid. And so because to me, it was more sort of like the chances are there. They're playing these really low blocks. So that does decrease the amount of overall chances. But they're playing these really low blocks and Holland is missing wide like yeah which is a problem only if you don't win right but if you win anyway one nothing then like he'll he'll snap out of that eventually which he like clearly did so like you know what I mean so like it's only a problem if you are dropping points in those games so like when City tied Kelsey 1-1 it was a problem right because you didn't keep the clean sheet um and you drop points there because you couldn't do that. Although yeah. I I place a lot of the blame on the goal that Chelsea scored on Kyle Walker's 
um, feet because if you watch it back, they they chose to score on a counterattack. Um, this is going way back, but they Kyle Walker starts to sort of make a recovery run towards I think it's Nicholas Jackson who's who's making the orig- initial run that before he sends the ball over. Um, and, and he's being covered already. I don't know why Kyle Walker like is, and so he start he has to change the direction of his run to go back out and follow Sterling. And like, I think Kyle Walker is fast enough and or faster than Raheem Sterling to the point where it would have not been a problem had Kyle Walker made the right run to begin with, but then yeah. he didn't, so he had to adjust and then he didn't have enough time to get into a good position and it is what it is. But, um, Nonetheless, like if against Brentford, against Bournemouth, if you're not dropping the points there, the chances, it's a bigger, it would be a bigger worry if we weren't creating anything or we weren't holding on to the ball or like, you know, it it was a couple of ground out games, right? Which, right. They happen. Yeah. No, they happen. I mean, I know they happen Um, because that's very Arsenal. Lots of the time. At the end of the I was day, just, I was just wondering, just because. But now I, I was wondering this question before the FA Cup game, so now I feel like it's kind of mute, and it's like not really as like. Well, here's the other thing that I think some people are overlooking. Um, in the first round of the round of sixteen of the Champions League, Jack Grealish, which we'll talk about in a minute, but um, Jack Grealish came off injured in the first half. Oh, I forgot. I don't uh, even know if I knew that. Okay, and didn't play in any of the intervening games. Yeah. And Raylish creates a fluidity. When Graylish plays versus when Doku plays, there is a fluidity to the attack that Right. You talked about it. this. Like yeah. Doku. We've discussed this before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the ways in which they are different and change the way that City plays depending on who is playing. Yeah. Um, but that was part of it. Um, I'm pretty sure against Chelsea, Phil Foden was playing out on the right wing and that didn't really work. I don't think that really works. Um, or not doesn't work is not the right not the right way to put it. It's sure. not the best use of Phil Foden. Um right, 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 right. out of him. He does fine out there, but he does better in the middle. Um, and we've seen that him and De Bruyne can play alongside each other. So I see no reason why they shouldn't always be playing alongside of each other if they're both on the field, but I am not Pep Guardiola. So whatever. Um, I mean, you gotta, yeah, no, I think, I think you're right in the sense that prior to the FA cup performances, it had been enough games in a row. That was, that was, it was in a row where I was starting to be like, is this a problem? Yeah. I wasn't like, this is a problem. I was starting to think about along the lines of if we don't see a multi-goal, you know, a, a, a run-up score in the next couple of games, then I might be starting to get, con- like, I'm starting right. to see c- concern on the horizon if something doesn't change. Yeah. Yeah. And of course, we yeah. Have, yeah, and, they then, come- and then it didn't matter. Yeah. yeah. And then I'm not. But yeah. yeah. Makes sense. I just wanted to ask because. Which brings us uh, to Arsenal Newcastle. Uh yeah. Well, um, we are uh, lovely uh, in classic Arsenal fashion currently. Which knock on some wood because you never know what could happen. Uh, I mean, also okay. Here's the thing: Newcastle probably looked as bad as I've ever seen them in the first half of this game. I don't know if you watched this game. Um, 
a bit of it. Fully dominated. Um, we probably should have had like four goals in the first half. And Newcastle just they couldn't get the ball. Like they basically like could not get I don't think they had they may have had like one or two touches in like Arsenal's box the entire half. Like they could not get out of their half of the field. Um and honestly, this has kind of been Arsenal. They're kind of roll like they're kind of just they're moving, they're scoring goals finally, because that's a thing that we do now. Um and spreading the wealth quite a lot. Uh, I think that the, I think everyone is kind of rolling. We kind of have a lineup over the past. So we beat, who did we beat? Burnley, Brentford, 5-0 last weekend, two weekends ago. Um, And it's been like in a string of like multi-goal yeah. wins. Um, And it's been the same lineup, basically um, either the only change has either been Trossard or Jorginho in the midfield. That's the, like the one change. But Kai Havertz has been playing our false nine-ish position. And honestly, I know they're haters, but I actually think it's working. Um, I don't know. Well, when you scored five and four in back-to-back Premier League games, it's hard to argue that it isn't working. And, and Kai Havertz has scored in those games as well. So, um, I kind of I I think that there there are intricacies that don't fully work at all times. Um, also the kind of I think Newcastle was probably the best best team that we played in this string of games. So I think it depends. I mean I think that the win against Liverpool kind of spearheaded this, and we kind of churned on from there. But um, which we thought it might when we discussed. Yeah, that it's game. kind of been exactly what we're thinking. I mean, Saka feels like he's kind of coming back to himself. The yeah, goal he scored in this Newcastle game it ha- was like really, really nice. He feels like he's getting his legs churning. Odegaard again is just kind of like moving. I honestly, it's so funny. Like, Jorginho has been like this weird enigma on their team. Like, he can come in and play, but he's not that big of a deal. Him and Declan Rice playing in the midfield next to each other is actually really nice. It gives us the security and it gives Odegaard the freedom to like go forth and like do his thing very creatively, kind of in that like pocket of space um, in the middle of the field. And I do really think it opens up space for us. Um, What else do I have to say? I will say this Newcastle game was a bit of a like, uh, just because we were stupid against Porto in the Champions League the few days before, I think this Newcastle game, they came out with a little bit of a like, we have something to prove. Uh, so that was nice to see. What else do I have? Thoughts? I mean, I think that we're doing what we're supposed to be doing against the teams that we're supposed to be doing it against. We're going to see what happens when we play City in a few weeks. I think we play Chelsea the week before or something. So, like, it it really it, it boils down to, like, we just have to keep winning the games that we can. Um, and I think scoring the goals, I, I will say I've never seen, I don't think I've ever seen Arsenal have such a beautiful goal differential. Um, we have the of the top three who are, are separated by two points. Um, Arsenal is has the highest. Can you believe that? We have 39 and Liverpool has 38. Almost as, I was gonna say almost as surprising as City having the least. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, it's 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 just I mean, we've racked up some in the past like three games, four games. Um, and but I think that the, I think also to me, barring the the goal against New, for Newcastle that so that wasn't a clean sheet game, but 
I kind of give it to him as Joe Willock. He like came up at Arsenal. Like if he was going to have to score, like let it be him. Cause like it's kind of Arsenal blood. So whatever, but we've been keeping clean sheets, which I think is very good for us. I also think our defense is like quite good. Um, and so, yeah, interestingly enough, interestingly enough it, on, in terms of the goal difference, um, Arsenal has actually scored one fewer goal than Liverpool, but have conceded yeah. fewer. Yeah. And I, I, I do like to see that. I think that, I mean, I do think that last year, I don't think this is the reason why we lost the title to uh, Chelsea to city. But one of the big reasons was that Saliba got injured in March and we never really were able to fix that problem in the, in the defense. So knock on some wood and hope our defense stays healthy, but um, him and Gabrielle have been kind of putting on a performance this year. Uh, and for all the shit Ryo was getting, I mean, I guess he's our goalie now. Kind of forgot about that one. So, um, but yeah, I mean, Arsenal's kind of just moving, I think. Uh, yeah, they just got to keep kind of plowing through a bit. Um, and I think the big test will be when they play City. Uh and it's going to be a pretty fun end to the season <laughs> um, in reality. Yeah, I think interestingly enough, um, on the flip side, uh, a Newcastle team that started out looking pretty strong feels like they've fallen pretty far off the, off yeah. the wagon. Yeah. I've not had an impressive performance in, in what feels like quite some time now. Um, so, yeah. I'm just looking at the table right now and still can't really fathom the fact that Man United's in six points with a zero goal differential. Yeah, that's that's crazy. Right? That's wild. That's crazy. Like, um, Newcastle has not... Oh, God. Newcastle's fallen all the way down to 10th. Yeah, but they have a nine goal differential. Uh, yeah, even Chelsea has positive goal differential. Anyway, sorry. Were there any other games that we should discuss very quickly before? Um, United won nothing on Sunday, yeah. and um, uh, won four to two against Brentford on Monday afternoon. Yeah. Um, Jared Bowen uh had a hat trick in. Yeah, I I actually think that West Ham they didn't look good against Arsenal, but they've actually been playing pretty well and are tied right now on points with uh Brighton. Which is interesting for mm-hmm. seventh and eighth place. Um, yes, I was gonna say something further from that, but then I, some I don't somehow Man United is the table has yeah. kind of solidified itself. Let's just move on. Sorry, I'm like staring at this for the first time in like a week. The table is kind of solidified. There's the top three who are separated by two points. Liverpool City Arsenal. And then there's a drop off to Aston Villa in fourth and Tottenham and United, kind of, who are all kind of evenly spaced between the points of 52 and 44. So that seems like another group that, like, I don't really think you can think that. I don't know. Is United vying for a Champions League spot? It feels like they're a little too far off, but they're vying for those European spots. Then it feels like there's another drop off to the Brighton, West Ham, Wolves, Newcastle, Chelsea. There's there's a lump sum of teams that are um 
39 to let's say and you've got the upper mid upper mid table yeah upper mid table that are separated by like seven points um and then you have kind of the bottom top half of bottom bottom the of the table that's table. not relegation zone table and then but then you have the bottom the bottom and I will say actually good thing to note that Luton and Chelsea and Tottenham all have a game in hand and Bournemouth um so um worth worth noting um the stretch of games coming up for City at least City will play uh Manchester Derby is this coming weekend um so that's the that's the sort of marquee event of the weekend in the Premier League um but particularly notable because next weekend the following weekend after that um which we'll talk about I'm sure we'll preview that game next week but um is uh City Liverpool yeah which is a big one for title race so I feel like I gotta root for a tie is that what you root for in this case like I feel like you root for a tie yeah as an Arsenal fan I think like I mean, yeah, I want a good game fan. because I love watching these two teams play because I never really have much of a stake in it. But I feel like it got to go I mean, for I think... a tie here because, because you here's, here's my logic. If Liverpool wins, it puts them four points ahead, right? And then, like, maybe Arsenal wins so two, the... but the gap widens. And then, But then if City wins and they go above Liverpool, I almost don't know if anyone can catch City then. Right. So, but I think, but I think the logic in my, in my mind is always, and this was my logic when I watched Arsenal with Arsenal Liverpool sure. was I wanted to tie because that was both teams dropping points. And that's what yeah. I, right. Cause that's what's yeah. best. For me. Yeah. Then yeah. the second from that was I want Arsenal to win before I want Liverpool to win. Yeah. Both right. right, right. I have less personal beef with Liverpool, Arsenal than I do with Liverpool, but also because Arsenal have fewer overall points. So there's less of a, Right, you know, exactly. I'd rather the team with the most points drop points if somebody is going to gain points. Gain points, uh, yeah. And I imagine, yeah. But I think, yeah, I it's think definitely. Great. I mean, I, 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 agree. I think it, it's it's so interesting. I think it's really interesting for Arsenal too because we're playing City like two weeks afterward. Things are way too things are way too tight for it to be done and dusted. Either oh. way. Oh, absolutely. No. Um, because things are way too tight. I think the only way that things will be, I think the only scenario in which you start to feel like things get to look like they're deciding is if City beats Liverpool by a margin and then in a couple of weeks goes and like beats Arsenal by a margin. Yeah. And doesn't drop any points in between. Right. Um, I agree. Because again, as I, we've said many times, Arsenal and Liverpool never play each other again. Like they're, right. they're done, which is City so beat, weird to me. If I City still... beats both teams and doesn't drop points in between, then I think they likely start to separate themselves a little bit. But yeah. I don't know that the odds of that happening are super high. Um, I, I don't think, I do not think it's done and dusted that that's going to happen. Yeah. No, I no, I think all three teams are playing at a very similar level right now. It's really hard to to say on any given day it could go anywhere, any direction. Yeah. You know. So I think it it will have implications for the title race. Um, and I think 
it'll be interesting, but um, we'll talk about that a little bit more in depth next week. Um, if we want to move Champions League to the Champions League, um, we had the first round of the Champions League uh, a couple of weeks ago now. Um, or I guess th- there were sort of two sets of of games of it. The first of the of the set was two weeks ago, and then the yeah. other numbers were last week. But um, <sighs> yeah, first round. Um, City beat Copenhagen three to one in Copenhagen, no. um, which was a very, uh, an important <laughs> result um, for City. Uh, really, that third goal, which Phil Foden scored, um, actually is 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 very important going back to the Etihad because of where this game falls. Um, that it falls next week between Manchester United um, and Liverpool. That giving having a two goal margin going into home, um, yeah, they is, can kind of rest people. Maybe. It's not enough, and I think Copenhagen is is too talented of a team to to rest. Oh, yeah, we but are. You to do a little bit. Be uh, nobody will be too on edge to be like losing their minds if there's a little bit of rotation. Um, sure. So, you know. Are they going to go out with all academy players? Absolutely not. But it might be a little rotate. There might be a little bit of rotation. Um, so third goal was really important for City, um, in in that match. Um, elsewhere, Real Madrid beat Leipzig one nothing. Um, off of Brahim Diaz goal, PSG put away Sociedad two to nothing. Um, Mbappe scoring uh one of the two. Mm. Um. The Bayern woes continue, man. I, Bayern are... I think it's the curse of Harry Kane. The Harry Kane curse is so... The evidence for the Harry is Kane so clear. is so clear. Really damning. Like, yeah. Um, because not only did they drop... Or are they have they dropped even further back in the uh, Bundesliga title race, um, which I don't think we're going to talk about really this week, but suffice no. to say they lost to... Uh, Leverkusen, who is, yeah. is who is is more or less running away with the Bundesliga this year, which like who would have thought? But truly, who would have thought? Can but... I just say, wait, wait, wait! Funny, funny note: Arsenal fans are saying that we sold Chaka to Leverkusen solely to prevent Harry Kane from winning a trophy. That's funny. Um, okay, it'd be Keep funnier. Going. It'd be funnier if if Chaka was like scoring. Sure, mad. but whatever. It's still fun. But still funny. Um. <laughs> It, it will be really funny if Harry Kane went to Bayern Munich to win trophies only for it to be the first season they haven't won a trophy in like 15 years. Right. Um, it would be even more funny if Tottenham ended up winning something, but that's not going to happen. So it's just leaving. It's going to, it's just funny. But it's okay. Um, in that note, they lost to Lazio. They also had a red card, um, which I did not see. They did. They lost. They they Upamecano was red carded in the 67th minute, um, which, which uh, I think led to the penalty. Um, but penalty kick. Very funny. They lost. Uh, PSV and Dortmund tied one one at PSV. Um, Dortmund is kind of not great, but this is an okay result for them. Given- I, I would. I'd be 
not Dortmund unhappy with this. PSV and Dortmund yeah. is always a better performer at home. Oh, always so much better at home. So Dortmund will be, you know, of course, away goals are no longer a thing, RIP. But oh, um, I know it's so Dortmund sad. will be happy to come away. One of the worst changes ever done. Yeah, so Dortmund will be happy to be at, at home for the second leg of that one. Yeah. Um, and then we go uh, Inter beat Atletico Madrid 1-0. That's um, a toss-up what's going to happen next. That's going to yeah, be fun. That's actually going to be a fun. one nothing at Inter will then bring it back to Madrid for the second leg. So um, real more or less all to play for in that one. Um, Arsenal lost one nothing to Porto. Do you have I, quite I, late? Well, do you have things to say about that? Or I, I did not end up, I was not able to watch this. I was so, so busy. Um, And then ended up not, I was going to rewatch it, but then accidentally found out what happened. And it was like, I'm not rewatching this because this is stupid. I basically heard it looked, it, it was basically the worst Arsenal has looked all season, Um, which I would be concerned about, except that they dismantled Newcastle over the weekend. So I'm, I'm not very concerned. Um. And I don't know. I think it probably was a combination of a midweek game. They had to go to Porto. Like, I'm sure there was a bunch of randomness. Um, And in reality, like, I think that the Porto goal was, like, a stupid, like, it. they scored it in, like, the last minute of the game. Like, it, it was I'm, – I'm not very concerned because we're going back to the Emirates to play them. And I, I just think that Arsenal will be able to score two goals. Like, mm-hmm. I just don't think that we can play worse than we did. And we're clearly playing good – like I'm like relatively unconcerned it's not great I also think Arsenal has a complex when it comes to like cups in general like we're not in the Carabao Cup or the FA Cup anymore like I just don't think that like that's great but I am it's not a it's I would much have rather us to like win 2-0 but I'm not massively concerned because I think that the pressure will be on they'll be at home first time Emirates has had like a knockout stage Champions League game and like eight years, seven, whatever many years. Like, I think they're going to turn it up for the fans, and I think it's going to be fine. Um, and if they don't, then that would be just really stupid on us. Like, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. So I, I'm not massively um, concerned, but all I, right. I, that, we'll see. Ask me. Well, I'm not going to be able to watch the next one either, so who knows, but we'll see. Well, we shall see. Um, in the meantime... Uh, the last game of round one was also a 1-1 draw between Napoli and Barcelona. Much like the PSV Dortmund game, Barcelona, who has been struggling, will be happy to bring a draw back to Barcelona. Yeah, I think that they will be pleased with that. Uh, again, I haven't been able to watch any of these mo- any of these movies, any of these games. So, sad. Um, should we move on to the FA Cup? Do we have any other Champions League? No other Champions League. We will discuss the uh, first chunk of those second leg ties uh, probably next week um, after them, and then the second leg, the uh, the second chunk of them the following week when the rest of them play. Yep. Um, this past week we had what was this? The fifth, fifth round. Fifth round. That's what my phone tells me. Yeah, fifth round of um the FA Cup, which is essentially the round of 16. I uh, guess so. 
but yeah, we had uh, Coventry beat Maidstone United. The fun story of Maidstone United uh, that Coventry dismantled them. So, I mean, but like also in my mind, like Rip Coventry is still United, pretty fun but... to have too. So like, yeah, yeah. Um, Rip Maidstone United, but you were a real one. Um, Leicester City beat Bournemouth 1-0. Um, yeah. Newcastle uh had to go into penalty kicks with Blackburn Rovers. So what what you doing, yeah. Newcastle? What you doing, Newcastle, indeed. Um <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Anyways. Um Man City uh dismantled Luton Town six to two. Erling Holland scored five goals um as we were alluding to earlier uh four of the five goals were assisted by kevin de bruyne um kevin de bruyne has gone from not playing for the first half of the season to now being the top assister in manchester city uh in all competitions he has 12 or 13 now i don't know a lot he is a silly goofy man who is very good at his job um erling holland is the second player or the first player in Manchester City history to score five goals in more than one game um the running joke is of course that Pep keeps substituting him before he can have a double hat trick um so sad what what struggles you have boo-hoo <laughs> boo-hoo but, I'm uh, not I'm not entertained by that but um anyway he he yeah five goals for him uh plus a uh the sixth was uh, Mateo Kovacic um honestly I'm most upset about the fact that not all five of Holland's goals were assisted by Kevin De Bruyne um there you go two they gave up two goals um one was a the first goal that Luton scored was a stunning a stunning it was the best goal of the game (laughs) of the eight goals the first of Luton's goals was the best goal of the game um really really brilliant shot um, from their player not a whole lot could have been done um on the city's part i don't remember what the second goal was to be honest um that's okay but um yeah five from erling holland i think his his quota of misses had gone up too far he w- couldn't take it anymore yeah i mean so, people were starting to talk so he probably needed to so he needed to score five so um yeah he he did that and that they did that and we're done <laughs> with that. Um, and they are bringing that into the Manchester Derby for the weekend. Uh, Chelsea won a close one um, over Leeds three to two um, goals from uh, Jackson. The, I, Jackson I watched Connor a little Gallagher. bit of this game. Connor Gallagher's game winner in the 90th minute. So a little bit of drama towards the end of that. Yeah, one. Leeds actually looked pretty good in reality um, throughout most of that game. Um, Man United also left it real late for their winner against Nottingham Forest. Casemiro in the 89th minute took uh, the one nothing win for them. Um, and then Liverpool had a pretty standard, not drama, 3-0 win against Southampton. Yeah. So nothing too crazy for the most part outside of um, a couple late winners. And of course, Newcastle Blackburn going to penalty kicks. Yeah. Um, and that takes us to our quarterfinal draws has have of course already happened. Um one pretty interesting one. Um, but Newcastle uh have the luck of drawing against uh my very own Manchester City. Um 
Chelsea plays Leicester. Uh, Wolves get got Coventry, and then Manchester United uh, are lucky enough to have gotten Liverpool. So those will be played in uh, like two weeks or so, um, and and yep. we'll see where they go from there. I it's looking. <laughs> It's looking not unlikely that it would end up uh, a City Liverpool final. Um, Ew. Ew. In the FA Cup. But Ew. you never know because Go Coventry. You Woo-hoo. never know, but that is that is looking like it what it what it may end up um as there. Um anything else in the men's game, Rachel, before we pop over to the women? I mean, do we want to just mention our one miscellaneous male and then just be done yeah. with the men? Okay. Um, our one miscellaneous male is uh, Paul Pogba has been at this point banned from playing football for four years, I believe, following yep. a um, scandal uh, tests that he scandal that he's had, um, which essentially for Paul Pogba is retirement. Um, he's I'm not sure exactly how old he is, but he I'm looking yeah. it up right now. He's 30 years old. So I mean, we're talking till a band till he's thirty four. Are you gonna make a comeback at thirty four? I don't know. Um, Probably not. Paul Pogba is. Uh, I, I I feel sort of sad about Paul Pogba because I think he's a player that had a lot of potential. Yes, I do agree with that. Never quite got it. Yeah. Or- whatever reason whether it be the shit show that he was under at manchester united um the drama the locker room drama that was the french team um the sagas that he has had in italy it just it just has not nothing has really gone his way um and then now we have this yeah so for a player that had a lot of potential and a lot of flair and could at times be very fun to watch play um little bit sad and disappointing to to watch it most likely end um like yeah. this but yeah i agree i agree but i don't know i assume that he was going to try and appeal this decision i um, yeah yeah i don't I'm know what what will come from that but, but I, I make that assumption As we switch over to the women's game, um, I have one thing that is not technically on the agenda, Rachel. But oh, I'm sucks. sorry. Uh, we, I want to talk about. I want to talk about the Super League. Um, oh, most, sure, sure thing. Mostly because uh, Chelsea and Manchester City are tied at the top of the Super League right now. I know, and uh, Arsenal is being a bum. Well, they're only, Arsenal are only three points back, but. Yeah, the so women and the men won on the same day again, which is shocking. So they are they're pushing them a little bit. Uh, City Chelsea is look whether it's City who does it or Arsenal get their shit together. I just don't want. I would just not. I just don't want Chelsea to because part of me is like I I love Emma Hayes. I don't want her to go out on a bad note, but. Chelsea needs to no, I'm tired of Chelsea winning. Chelsea doesn't need to win again. Yeah. It's this is uh, actually I mean, this is a three three team race too, again. Same as the men. Yeah. Yeah, you just um, it's actually the same table order. You just pop out Chelsea for Liverpool. Um yeah. Yeah. and you're you're looking and pretty change the the change the 
you know, numbers a little bit, but yes, the numbers a little um, bit. But yeah, um, a, a, an interesting race there in um the Super League. Um, one other note in terms, sort of, that is a segue into um the U.S., which we're going to talk about in a moment. Um, Chelsea, after having lost Sam Kerr to an ACL, have also now lost Mia Official to an ACL. Yeah, uh, which is really tough. Um. But yeah. especially given that it happened um, in U.S. camp leading up to the Women's Gold Cup. Really um, unfortunate. Yeah. Is is quite unfortunate. Um, yet another one to add to the to the, Just the enormous list. Long list of ACLs in the women's game. Um, but that does provide a pretty nice segue into the first ever Women's Gold Cup, which is ongoing right now. The group stages have just ended. Um, I'm not going to walk you through every no. part of it, um, other than the fact that CONCACAF is really CONCACAFing because oh, Puerto I know, Rico, seriously. And I believe, is it was it Costa Rica was the other team? Um, oh, I don't know. Basically, they were tied on all possible oh, yeah. criteria, and they decided it by drawing a name out of a hat. Yeah, this is when you know CONCACAF is stupid. Yeah, so <laughs> that happened. Um, but yeah, um, we're, we're I'm not going to go through everybody, every game, um, because there were a lot of them. We haven't recorded since the tournament started, and there have been a whole group stage since then. Um, so we're, we're not going to go through, through all of it. But um, worth noting, after two good start to 5-0 over the Dominican Republic and then 4-0 over Argentina uh you the US were uh promptly shown up by uh yeah. Ar- Mexico <laughs> uh, I don't know why Arsenal came out of my mouth right there but um by Mexico it was a uh, 2 nothing um to Mexico couple things to consider here um one they played a back line with no speed in it. Yeah. Which I, there's no circumstance in which I ever think that's a good idea. But, mm-hmm. like, Gurma was not in the starting lineup. How is Naomi Gurma not in your starting that's lineup? That's probably going to be that you lose. <laughs> yeah, like, no not. shit. She's your um, fucking not, best player. Um, not, not great. And then I think one of the biggest issues in this is and we've talked about the lack so to speak of um the lack of sam mewis and and that that is sam mewis and what sam mewis does is a big part of what the u.s has been missing since their 2019 world cup run i think that mayhaps PSG's Corbin Albert can fill that Mm. role and has been performing quite well in sort of a deeper lying almost she's been playing almost as the six but I think play her a little higher but moral of the story is really the issue in my opinion is that you cannot play two players that should not be playing together at all are Lindsay Horan and Rose Lavelle. They yeah. do complement each other. They do yeah. not 
together on the field at the same time. So you have to drop one of them. And yeah. there's a really obvious answer to who you drop. And yes. it's Rose Lavelle. Okay, yeah, but are we in a Lindsay Horan hater podcast? We are a Lindsay Horan hater <laughs> But like, but in reality, I do agree with you. And I think that that's not based on the fact that we don't even necessarily outside, like outside Horan, of the, Rose Lavelle outside is better. Of being Lindsay, yeah, outside of being a Lindsay Horan hater podcast, I'm not even saying Lindsay Horan specifically is the problem in that duo. No, it's more that they're That together. duo does not work together. You can't play both of them. Yeah. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. They don't, they're, they don't, I don't even know, like, I'm not the first person to say it people were people say it all that's people been saying it and then a lot of people said it after this game yeah. um yeah but that is that is not my and I think it is fairly obvious if you're gonna sit one of them who you sit the idea that that what what Rose Lavelle does is just better rose lavelle is just better than Lindsay horan like there's there's no ifs ands or buts about it like rose lavelle is just a better player than Lindsay horan yeah my personal feelings about Lindsay horan which are not positive aside um i don't know that there's anybody on the planet who could really make a fun a, a sound argument that Lindsay horan is better than rose lavelle um but so so that that was a problem they played alongside each other um it just honestly a disconnected performance yeah a lot of good players on the field not a good team not a good team yep is what how i would characterize that yeah individually almost all of the players on the field for the u.s are world-class players they're as good as anybody but it's not the best group of players that could have been put out yeah Um, and they got to figure it out I do think Emma Hayes is going to gut that shit out. Um, oh, she's absolutely, I, I wouldn't expect her not to. So I, I do think that will be good when I mean, she arrives. I, think she ha- I mean, she has to, in my mind. Like, I think she's going to, but, but like, she has to. She also has to. Like, even if it wasn't, I think Emma Hayes, Emma Hayes does not give a fuck. So Emma Hayes will yeah. cut people out and not care. But anybody who was coming in would have to have to there's no way around it no Um, but interestingly enough the u.s has the misfortune of their quarterfinal um they have to play colombia yeah it's gonna be that's it's gonna be it's gonna it's gonna tell us a lot i think who is i think if you looked at the the spread of teams going into the tournament who are the best four teams? Canada, Brazil, U.S., Colombia. That's who you would have said. Now, I think Mexico have had a phenomenal run in this tournament and have just as good of a shot as anybody else at winning the damn thing. Um, but, yeah. Um, so, I, I would not want to be the U.S. playing Linda Caicedo. Um no, I, I, I would not. I would not. But, They're definitely you know, going to need some speed on their back line. It'll be interesting to see if they adjust and don't play Haran and and Lavelle next to each other. And if I damn well hope Naomi Gurma is back in in that back line. But that will be um, this coming weekend. 
uh, Sunday night will be that game. So we'll see about that, but yeah, nothing, nothing really brand new from the U S um, just sort of a reiteration of that. Many of the world cup problems have not been solved. Yeah. And I don't know when they will be, but uh, yeah. to the rescue, please. Um, yeah, so we'll leave that there. Popping over to Europe, the uh, Women's Nations League, um, which is what has been deciding Olympic qualifiers. Um, yeah, what the final was, was it yesterday? Wednesday, which I was kind of thrown by that. I was like, what the fuck is this final doing on a Wednesday? But, um, yeah, I didn't really get that either, but I just moved nonetheless, on. Nonetheless. Um, the second place game or the third place game, which decided a uh Olympic a spot. spot because France is the host, so they were automatically yeah. qualified. Uh Germany won two nothing. They beat the Dutch. So um Beth Mead can feel better about the fact that uh Viviana Minima will also be with her, not participating in the olympics i uh, I, it's it, i think to, i mean i know we talked about this last time we talked this was a while ago now when we talked about like how i feel like how irrelevant the olympics are becoming for women's football because yeah like, you can go back and find that episode if you want to listen to our opinion yeah i just think it's, it's, it's just a little bit wild because um the olympics are a smaller tournament though in the world cup they they just don't have the capacity to have so many teams like the teams qualify in certain ways, all fine. But, like, we're really leaving out, like, some of the best teams in Europe and in the world. And I think I, I think there are a few other if teams that are being the fact, as well. Like and the fact that France was hosting yeah. there were teams from yeah. Europe. Right. Like, that's wild to me. Like, you're telling me, like, it just, it doesn't, the thing is, it's not the same anymore. There's so many good teams now. There are so many good teams yeah. across the world, not just in Europe. Like they need, they need to figure out a way to fix it. And yeah, you can go back and listen to it. It's really obvious which episode it is. It talks about does the Olympics still need to be a women's senior tournament? It's something like that. Um, because we propose the idea of it being like the men's, but we'll leave that there. Um, the final, though, um, honestly, I didn't really. This was not surprising to me. Spain won uh, a two nothing. Um, it was uh, Aitana Bomati scored the opener. Uh, Mariana Caldente scored the second. Um, so the Barcelona girls getting it done. But honestly, here's the thing: Spain was the best play team at the World Cup, yeah. and then they won the World Cup, and they were the best team and won the World Cup under the obscene conditions that they were under with their yeah. coach and the president and all of that nonsense yes they were that good under those conditions yes um they are now not under those conditions yes and they just dog walk everybody they're just too good like they are like on another level i could i could would not be the least bit surprised i would be so aggressively unsurprised if they dog walk everyone in the olympics i would not be surprised either like i think that something crazy would have to happen for that not to happen like i don't know who's gonna beat them no one like france everybody's like oh france is so good france is so good where were they they did not look threatening no 
And then the, like, the thing is, is that like, if you laid out, you were just like, okay, pick the teams you think might be able to beat Spain. Like, honestly, in my top five, we're t our teams are not even going to be in the Olympics. Like, you know, like in reality, like I would stick England in there. I'm not saying they're going to beat them, but I think they have like a better shot at beating them than other teams. But like, they're not even going to be in the Olympics. So it's like, like Germany's not beating Spain. Like that's not happening. So like, I don't know. I don't know realistically, like France would have to have an unbelievable day and Spain have a bad day for Spain to beat France in the Olympics. Spain are going to have to pick up injuries or Spain are going to have to pick up injuries if any, and, and, yeah. and even if they do, Alexia Puteas isn't playing. Yeah. She's going to be back and everyone else is just going to be like, what the fuck is going on? I mean, that's the insane thing. They are, they are under, they, they are missing, a, they're missing a player. They're missing they're one missing, of the best players. They're missing one of their best, the best players in the world. And then you've got like young little Vicky Lopez coming through for Spain. Who's like, how old is she? Like 18? I don't know. Two? 16? I don't know. I think she's 18. She might not even be. She might not actually 17? be. 17? I don't know how old she is. Oh. Anyway, quite young. And then you've got uh, Salma Paraluelo, who is, was great in the World Cup, only 18 then, has gotten better since then um and has really solidified her her sort of spot in the Spanish national team. I mean like this is what's so fascinating about the Spain the Spain thing versus the France thing is I remember she's so 17, she's 17 FYI. 17, thank you. Yeah. I remember so distinctly when I was 14 years old, so a decade ago, over a decade <laughs> over a decade uh, you know, when I was 14 years old, I went to my, my American soccer team. We went and, and did played games and we went to like, uh, we did oh, a, yeah. a trip to, to Spain and France and we played two Spanish teams and two French teams. We got our asses beat by the Spanish teams and we beat the asses of the French teams. <laughs> and now I was on, mine's, I had a good soccer team, but we were not like an elite team we didn't win any state championships or anything like that um but I remember talking I think to my dad like at the time that was like no Spain is going to be really good in 10 years yeah like if yeah. this is what their youth system looks like on the yeah. girls side like they're going to be really like they dog walked us like like it was like we were embarrassed like it was bad um and that wasn't even their, and that wasn't even their like top groups I mean it wasn't our top groups of, of yeah sure but none still like comparable playing professionally um but none of those girls are playing professionally either like and they you know and we stomped the French teams <laughs> and we were not that good but we stomped them you know like as badly as we were stomped by the Spanish we stomped the French. Um, and, you know, it's just very interesting um, that, that you could tell by the infrastructure and the teams that we were playing at the level that we were playing at 10 years ago um, that this was coming. And it's funny because I feel like we've been saying, I, I, I don't know that we've said it on here before, but we've been saying privately for a couple of years now, one of these one of these days it's going to be spain is going to show up and be like surprise bitches we're here and we're not going anywhere not going anywhere <laughs> we're here now 
Um, and yeah, I, I just, I have a hard time imagining who is gonna, who's gonna give them significant trouble. They're just, and their best players, Itanabon Mati is 25. Yeah, like, no, it's like they have longevity in their play. Like, it's not like all their players are like in their, their best in players their... are 25 and under. Like, they're younger than me. They're younger than us. Itana's like the same age as me, I think. Well, I am then a few months older than her. Anyway, anyway the point this- being is, is that Spain, there's no one stopping Spain. I, I just, I don't see it. I mean, the US is definitely not stopping them. Like, I just... Nobody nobody else moves the ball in the way that they do. I mean, and, and if you watch, and, and part of it is you can watch Barca uh, feminine play, and and they basically do rondos on the field. Like, they yeah. they don't basically... That's, that's, they don't basically do rondos on the field. They do. They do rondos on the field. Yeah. And Spain is all but doing rondos on the field. Like, they... The way that both Barca and we've said this about Barca before, but that if you want to relive 2012 Barca men, you need to be watching the Barca women right now. Yes. Where are if you? you if you want to relive 2010, if you want to relive 2010 spent main uh, men Spain, you need to be watching the Spanish women right now. Yes. Like they are that 2010 Spanish team that won the World Cup and won Euros and mm. were like the best. That's this women's Spanish team. Yes. Like, that's where we're at. That's the level of dominance that we're seeing from them. And it's, I'm delighted by it. Like, I, they look so good. And I enjoy I love it. I love it so much. I, I'm having so I, much like, fun watching them. You know, they're winning. They're winning. They're racking it up. If they continue to rack it up, Aitana Bomati is going to win back-to-back Bontaors. Like, the girl stays being her. Yeah. yeah. And on that note, <laughs> we love Spain's women's team. Um and on that note, I think um we're going to leave it there. I think that's a great note to end on honestly. Um and we'll talk to you next week. Yes, we will. Until next time. That's all for this week. We'll see you next week on Kicking Balls.